This week on Retronauts, we're really going to suck. It's me, Bob Mackey, here with Retronauts Live, episode 29, and today's topic is Kirby, because everybody loves Kirby. Uh, before I get started, though, I'm going to introduce my panel. So to my right, I have... Hi, I'm Ray Barnhold, insert funny name. Uh, what are you up to, Ray? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, don't, don't bring it up, because i gotta, I got to finish the magazine. Okay, just... Ray's feeling lots of pressure, but he <laughs> just recently reviewed Otomedius, uh, what's it called, Excellent, Deluxe, uh, Amazing? Excellent, Excellent. okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I recommend you read that review. I very, I very much enjoyed it. Right. And next to Ray is... I am Wired.com's gaming editor, Chris Kohler. Awesome. And, and also, I'm a retronaut. An official retronaut. Absolutely. He, he predates me, even. And so does Ray, as a matter of fact. I'm just an yes. imposter. So, who the hell am I? Next to Chris is... I am Audrey Drake from IGN's Nintendo team. Nice. And what are you up to, Audrey, these uh, days? All Mario 3D Land That's and Skyward Sword. Oh, That's Skyward my life. Sword? Okay, yeah. awesome. Pretty much. Good time so, to be on Nintendo team. It is. <laughs> today's topic is Kirby, but um, I have a huge, huge stack of letters here. By that, I mean three. So let's go to our letter segment. Mm. So our first letter today comes from James. Uh, he, I, I tend to request uh, envelope art, and uh, some people try a little bit harder than others. I like this one. It's Mega Man with an electric guitar. Sort oh, of like it's like pixel art. design. Yeah, oh, I'll pass yeah, this around. Yeah. And if sure. you're listening, all of these will be scanned and put up on the Retronauts blog. And uh, James writes in to say, uh, Dear Retronauts, have you considered doing an episode on the vehicle combat genre? With Mario Kart 3DS and Twisted Metal <laughs> looming, it seems like a good time to look back on a genre that had passed its heyday. Um, and then he says, one often overlooked game of the vehicle combat genre is Galaxy 5000. If you haven't played it, it is uh, basically RC Pro-Am where the vehicles can shoot one another. It was the ideal game for someone who was bad at the early racing games because being last gave the player more targets to shoot. I played Galaxy 5000 so much that my thumb was raw from sliding around the NESD pad. Has anyone played Galaxy 5000? No. I haven't, no. no I have have not. you heard of it, Chris? I, I have not heard of it. Weird, I haven't either. NES is it, game. Is it a licensed game or is it unlicensed? Um, it doesn't say here. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was licensed for NES. Oh, okay. oh Ray has heard of it. Mindscape published it or something. Hmm. But yeah, he was right. It's, pretty, it's one of those isometric, I guess, racers like RC Pro-Am. Hmm. And uh, James also wants to know uh, if we have fond memories of the genre, and if so, what are they? Uh, yes. By that, he means the car combat genre. Right. Uh, I can go first because I wrote down something that I wanted to talk about. Um, Interstate 76 is a really great game. Mm-hmm. It came out for the PC. It was sort of like um, from the family of MechWarrior, I guess, where it took some of the ideas from MechWarrior and applied it to car combat. And it was re- a really interesting and fun story where it basically took the look of the Dire Straits Money for Nothing video with the characters <laughs> yeah. and um, had like a sort of throwback to 70s detective shows uh, story wrapped around some pretty interesting car combat. And so Yeah, it was like an alternate 70s mixed with Mad Max kind of. Yeah. that was like the gas crisis days. And- yeah, it was a pretty interesting take on that era. And uh, the sequel kind of sucked. And uh, mm, the strange 82. thing is... 
they never made a console version. Instead, they made something called Vigilante 8, which is pretty good in its own right. But um, yeah, i76 is on good old games. There are some issues with um, you know playing it on a modern computer, but nothing that can't be overcome. So I think it's like six or seven bucks. So I suggest that. Ray, any any good memories or games you can recommend from Car Combat? Uh, well, I think you nailed it. Vigilante 8 is pretty much like the thinking man's twisted metal. <laughs> and I do want to add sort the um, the Vigilante really. 8 on XBLA, nothing like the original. Right. Uh, I don't recommend it. It's kind of misleading. Yeah, that was, I guess the sequels to that were kind of not as good, too. But, you know, people really dug the original compared to Twisted Metal. And, like, uh, you remember Rogue Trip? Oh, Which was, was that the... Uh, go ahead, sorry. It was, yeah, it was like the Twisted Metal spiritual thing. It was like the guys who originally made Twisted Metal... I think Jaffe, maybe not Jaffe, but anyway, it was a lot of those guys working on that, and that was just the same thing as Twisted Metal, basically. It was a bunch of crazy characters in weird, uh, uh, you know, uh, worldwide locations. Were there stuff. some crazy taxi elements mixed in? I remember there I being something about tourists or something like that in the game. Well, it's called Rogue Trip, and I guess, you know, the ad featured, you know, a, a, a vacationing family almost getting run over by the crazy mm. car. But, so. there, but there was no Carmageddon. I don't think so, no. How about you, Chris? I Am I alone at this table in thinking that uh, they, they completely ruined battle mode in Mario Kart Wii? Did anybody yes, put in? Yes, I agree. Okay. I, do. Uh, yeah. I didn't really play a lot of it. Can you explain? You can't just play with you and your friends. You have to play with you, whatever friends are playing, and then Nintendo fills out the entire rest of the battlefield with computer-controlled yeah. computer oh. oh, I didn't know that. Which is, is just complete and total chaos and unfun because the computer wins. Like, and I think you know, they got like, battle mode best in, Mario, in uh, 64, honestly. I think I, we played a I lot of yeah, battle mode yeah. in 64. Tons and tons of that game. And so yeah. I'm looking at the videos for Mario mm-hmm. Kart DS, and it seems as if they're fixing this issue. In like the 3DS it, one? It does, oh, yes, for, for Mario yeah. Kart 3DS, excuse me. Um, um, so fingers crossed that that onerous requirement that like there be 16 people at all times with 14 of them controlled by the computer is no is, I don't is think I, I've demoed that not long ago actually yeah. I don't think there are as far as I know because okay. well there are eight people in the room okay. so I don't right, know if right, they're right. yeah, out or anything I mean, that, that is that what I want exactly, I just want, yeah, so. I want pure battles with me and whoever else is in the room with me and I want one of us to win and yeah. no, nobody Fort else back. in there. Why won't they bring Blockfort back? That was the best stage ever. Yeah, true. Are they really? doing... Um, I mean, they, I know they're bringing back classic stages for this. Yeah, they have six stages in all in battle mode. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Three of them are old, none right. of them are Blockfort, and uh, then three of them are new. Okay. Yeah, it's a shame. It is a shame, but just as long as they nail the gameplay, it's going to be a lot of fun again. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. There's a new coin battle mode, too. Which oh, is yeah, 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 yeah. I saw yeah, the videos yeah. of that. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh, no, this the first time I ever like watched a video in a long time that I've like watched a video of a game and been like, ah, I want to play this game now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Audrey, uh, any any car combat memories aside from Mario Kart uh, of the genre? No, but the, you guys pretty much nailed okay. it. And yeah. yeah, Mario Kart 64, that's yeah. where most of my car combat days came from. Got it. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for writing in, James. That's I our will, episode. I, yeah. thanks, James. <laughs> that's our mini car combat episode. Yeah. Now, I'll think about doing a full one. I mean, there's so much to include. I don't have a lot of time to do research, so um, I'll think about it. If you're good, James, if you're good. Uh, mm-hmm. So we have Kyle who writes in. He also did some envelope art. I'll pass this around. It's just a bunch of different uh, video game icons, and he also wrote a bunch of uh, neat drawings on the, on the letter itself. He wrote a pretty long letter, and I, I had the time to summarize it, so let me just read that. Uh, basically, Kyle was babysat by a woman who looked after 10 kids, including her own two sons. And this woman had nearly every game under the sun, every NES game under the sun, that is. Um, Kyle only played educational games on the PC, so this was paradise for him. And then he goes on to say that he discovered the game Fuzzanadu. That's how you say it, right? Sure. Fuzzanadu. Good enough. You might call it Faxanadu. Whatever. Fuzzy Anadu. <laughs> That's what it stands for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and which is babysitter's kids had never heard of. 
uh, these kids try to get their mom to track down the game, but to no avail. So Kyle used this opportunity to school his babysitter's kids in the ways of Fazanadu, even though he hadn't made it past the second town. To this day, it remains one of his favorite 8-bit games, and he asks, Do you have pleasant or unpleasant memories of watching other people beat classic games and not letting you play? Can anyone no, attest that never to this? happened to me because I was the one beating them. Yeah, I was the one beating them. <laughs> uh, Ray, are you an only child? I don't think I would have. Yes, stand, but stood you know, okay. I had little cousins and neighbor kids and things. So. I see. How about you, Audrey? Only child? No, I had an oh. older brother, but uh, oh, that's we weird. had separate rooms. We okay. didn't talk much, so I could yeah. play my own games. <laughs> only through a wall of lawyers did you yeah. discuss anything. And he wasn't as into gaming as I was, so uh, yes. Gotcha. <laughs> Chris. Um, I'm sorry, I stopped listening when you said she had every NES game. Oh. I started thinking to myself, he started well, drooling. Right. I started thinking, well, does she have stadium events? Well, and I think he was being hyperbolic. Oh, I mean, yeah. uh, well, like, look, but if she does, please send it to Retronauts, CO Bob Mackie. We'll uh, praise it and I'll leave the country. And, uh, <laughs> right. Yes. yes. Uh, no, he was asking, do you have any memories of uh, someone like not letting you play a game or having to watch someone play a game instead of you playing it? No. No? Okay. No. Looks like we're all universal. Like, <laughs> yeah. For me, yeah. I had an older sister. Most people watch me play games, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, people still do, still do that today. So I don't really. I'm sorry. Sorry, Kyle. We don't share your <laughs> yeah, pain. That, that's terrible for you. No sorry. offense, but I, I think he did kind of ask the wrong people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like gaming experts. Have you ever had to suffer this? Yeah. No, sorry. No. <laughs> but thank you for writing in, Kyle. Really I do like. It. I like in Kyle. I like all of the uh, all of the artwork. Right. All yeah. Yeah. the letter. Good art. I'll make sure to scan that. Every and put it single on the blog. If you like artwork, oh, you'll love Sarah's artwork. That's a really nice uh, Mega Man. Is that mm-hmm. Mega Man X or Mega Man from Battle Network? I'm not sure. Really good. I have to take a look at it again. Yeah. We have another letter from Sarah, and this is some amazing envelope art, the best we've gotten. I challenge you, Retronauts listeners, to outdo Sarah's art when you see it on the blog. You're going to make Kyle feel bad about himself, though. Kyle, you tried hard, but Sarah, she, she wanted it more. <laughs> okay. She wanted it more. Envelope but any, art Thunderdome. Yeah. Okay, so here we go. Sarah writes in, uh, basically to praise the show... She claims her favorite co-hosts are Ray Barnhold. What? Chris Kohler? How did what? this happen? What? And Scott Sharkey died in Vietnam. It's like there was Though he doesn't. What's that? It's like this was planned. I didn't plan this at all. <laughs> uh, though she doesn't mean to insult any guests she didn't mention. So, Audrey, you're okay no, with her. Okay. <laughs> um, apparently she wants Audrey said, has a deeply insulted look on her face yeah, right now. Like, I'm, I'm crying, actually. Sarah I can't is, tell. is dead yeah. to her. I know you didn't mean it. But, right. Um, Audrey, no, no, don't cut yourself. Don't do it. I want to. No, don't. There's still things worth living for. Like, yeah. I can't like think Scott of any right sword. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 If we, when we think Someone of someone. Someone give me a band-aid, quick. Mm-hmm. We're, we're okay, everybody. <laughs> Situation averted. Listen, word of advice, don't choke or it's all over. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, anyway, Sarah apparently once sent a picture of Raichu that she drew to Nintendo Power and they never printed it, those jerks. Mm. Bastards. And so she's hoping to have better luck with Retronauts and she wanted to plug her webcomic called Slightly Damned, which I checked out and it seems work safe and the art's pretty nice too. <laughs> Uh, you can go to that webcomic by going to www.sdamned, that's S-D-A-M-N-E-D.com. And the art kind of looks like uh, Tail Concerto or Salata Robo, and I'll actually pass this art around you guys. I was so amazed that the mailman delivered this in such a pristine, intact state. I think even the mail service respected how well this, uh, this art was drawn. It's a bunch of slimes from Dragon Quest, and her, uh, her actual letter has a picture of Raichu, which is amazing. And I'll scan both of those nice. and put them on the, um, yeah. the blog. I think I met Sarah actually at LA at the oh, game series. I think thing. she mentioned that in her letter. Yeah. All right. So there we go. There we go. Making new friends. Hi, Sarah. And you're sure that Sarah is not you, right? Was one up around when Yuji Hori came to the IGN offices? Um, he, I don't think we were in the building you yet. You weren't in the building yeah. yet? Because everything he signed, he drew a little slime with. It I saw was He fantastic. signed the wall by my desk, which I always stare yes, at the slime and enjoy. That's his slime. God, you should be yeah. honored to be near that slime. I do. I feel, I feel it's holy power. <laughs> Okay, so Brian... This is, this is excellent stuff, Sarah. Yeah, yeah this is yeah, amazing. Don't definitely. write your letters in pencil, though. <laughs> I 
I think it adds to the, the charming handcrafted nature of Sarah's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Sarah's oh. missive. So we have Brian. Uh, he sent me a package, and I'll get into what's in that in a second. Uh, he loves the show, and he writes, In the box that is shipped with this letter is a video game trivia game that I made to sell at a local classic video game convention. Yeah, what? Is, uh... Yes. <laughs> I made 18 copies of the game and only sold four, so I've got a bit of an excess surplus. The game cost twenty dollars. So <laughs> <laughs> hey, he didn't charge me for this. This is not COD. Yeah. Um, he the, says the game cost twenty dollars, and you can check it out at Facebook.com/slash/VideoGameTrivia, all one word. And uh, I will actually pass this around. Are we gonna open it up and look at it? Oh, yeah, okay. So, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Already, um, let me move the letter out of the way. I haven't played it yet, unfortunately, but um, it looks pretty involved. Are we gonna? Should we ask each other trivia questions? Uh, we might be able to do that later. This could be a bonus yes. episode. Is what it could. Be. A lot of the trivia questions I know are visual. So uh, that might not work so well on a podcast, but I like how many of them there are. So yeah. hey, thanks a lot, Brian. We're gonna try to play this one day. It looks really great. This is yeah. This thing is uh, this is intense. Yeah. There's like a a glossy sort of game board. It's nicely laminated. There's a CD or a DVD or yeah, something well. in there. Oh, so it's kind of like oh no, it's a music CD. Oh okay. Are oh there, yeah. Are there musical questions? There's a uh, music trivia. Yeah. When yes. a music card is yes. played, the person asking the question will play the CD Sheesh. track on the card. See, like Brian, a, we're doing all your marketing for you. I, yeah. Wow. Not bad. <laughs> Sounds like the best. And I'll of actually try to maybe okay. uh, disassemble it and put it on display maybe uh take a picture of it put it on the twitter maybe i don't know yeah. i want to show it off uh, brian yeah. obviously put a lot of work into it and uh thanks for sending it thanks a lot these questions are too easy however <laughs> okay yeah that's the, the one problem that is, okay uh, the first resident evil begins in the iconic mansion that goes by what name a umbrella mansion b spencer mansion c raccoon mansion or d edison mansion huh I want to say Spencer. Is that right? You are correct. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's not to, Raccoon you Mansion. You get to keep hosting the show. Oh my God! I didn't know the stakes were so high. Yeah. I would have put. I would have phoned a friend. Uh, so, anyways, we have another letter, our final letter for today, from CasuallyHardcore.com, and it says, "Dear Retronaut slash Bob Mackey, we are one and the same. Please find and close two T-shirts and a shot glass from Casually Hardcore. We are huge fans of Retronauts." And wanted to send you some of our video game inspired products after hearing your request for letters. So thank you, CasuallyHardcore.com. That's my plug for you, and I got two t-shirts. Unfortunately, they're large. They're larges. I'm a smaller size gent, so um, <laughs> I can't exactly wear them without looking like I'm looking for a place to set up my camping tent. But I don't know if you guys can wear larges. They're large, all yours. Large is the, uh, the, the, the sad middle child of the video game industry. Yeah, We're yeah. either made up of... Um, of overweight couch potatoes like myself <laughs> or skinny geeks like you. To be, yeah, to be fair, I am, I am a twig boy. We, and, we uh, are. <laughs> I have to go shopping at European stores because that's where the Twig Boys come from. We are S's and we are XL's and we are not in between. Yeah, when are people going to learn? So yeah, uh, thank you CasuallyHardcore.com and uh, if Ray or Chris, if you want to take home either of those shirts, go for it. If not, I can find listeners to... to you could you could give them away as I a, could. Yeah, it might be. As a contest. Yeah, yeah I'll think about shirts. it. So yeah, thanks a lot CasuallyHardcore.com for your free gifts. So, if you'd like us to read your letter on the show and feature your envelope art on our blog, please write to me, uh, Retronauts Care of Bob Mackey, IGN.com, 625 2nd Street, 3rd Floor, San Francisco, California, 94107. Do it today.
so we have hit our main topic, which is Kirby, which is hey. why I have done. Uh, unfortunately, I could not record last week due to some circumstances beyond my control. So I wanted to do a ton of research on a pretty broad subject. So I chose Kirby of all things. And it helps that Kirby's had a ton of games out recently, which were all pretty good for the most part. So just to, um, you guys can jump in whenever you want. I just want to give a little background info on Kirby. Um, his, originally, his original name was Popopo, which I guess yes. uh, falls in line with the King DDD and Lolo Lo and La 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 first game. I thought it was all coming together. Yeah, so they're a fan of that. His current design was placeholder art, so you know they weren't sure what this character was going to be, but I guess they fell in love with that little round character. Uh, created by Masahiro Sakurai, who most people probably know now as the dude behind Smash Brothers, but Kirby... That's his official title, the dude behind Smash Brothers. Yeah, yeah, that's what it says on his name badge. It's like, I'm the official dude. Um, and I guess he intended the first Kirby game to be a game for beginners. And um, he always wanted Kirby to be pink, but I guess Miyamoto wanted yellow because of the weird, you know, four-color, greenish, yellowish Game Boy situation. Yeah, um, so You weren't going to get pink out of that yeah. unless you bled on it or something like that, so... <laughs> Uh, weirdly enough, like Kirby... Do you bleed pink? What's that? You bleed pink? Well, if you bled on a Game Boy, it might mm, Right. Okay. No, it's interesting. Also, I have a very rare uh, yeah. genetic disorder. <laughs> I'm yeah. so sorry to bring yes. it up. He was a character designed for the Game Boy. Right. Mm -hmm. other than, rather than other characters being designed on other machines and brought mm -hmm. to the Black and White Game Boy, he was a character designed originally to be a game mm -hmm. played in Black and White. That's back before he even had his copying abilities. Yeah. Correct? Right, yeah. right, exactly. Right, right, right. And uh, yeah. if you look on the cover of Kirby's uh, Dreamland, he's still white. I think he's still white mm -hmm. on one more game. Game. It might be um, Kirby's Pinball Land. He's sort of like pinkish white. He isn't not right. fully pink yet. I can go back and check, but <laughs> yeah. yes, he is. He is white on the cover of the first game. Yeah. And, and the weird thing is, I noticed about this is that we think, oh, the Angry Eyes Kirby, which is how they market him now, <laughs> mm -hmm. is a new thing. But I went back on YouTube and I'll, and I'll throw the audio in here. Um, the first commercial for Kirby's Dreamland. It's Kirby basically uh, eating alive this muscle-bound like uh, comic book guy from the '90s. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Just yeah. like chewing him up. It's like he's big, he's bad, and then like Kirby eats him. Yeah. And uh, spits him out. I guess he puts on his sunglasses afterwards. <laughs> yes. So Kirby's had, capable of murder. They wouldn't let you know that immediately. To, yeah, he was released during the Play It Loud era of yeah. Nintendo marketing when they were aggressively marketing to like 15-year-olds yeah, trying that, to show yeah. how cool mm -hmm. they were. The MTV era. Actually, well, Dreamland Two came out, and yeah, that was so uh, '90s. Mm -hmm. Recently, we compared two superheroes, Dashing Superguy and Kirby from Nintendo. In some ways, Kirby lost big. No big hair, no big muscles, no weapons, nothing. All Kirby's got is appetite. Kirby's Dreamland, the thrilling new adventure game on Game Boy. Kirby munches, spits back, and floats, saving glorious Dreamland. He's Kirby, and he packs a mean bite. Kirby's Dreamland only on Game Boy. Game Boy sold separate. But a few more uh, little tidbits about Kirby, and if you guys know anything else, please jump in. This is just what I gained from my cursory research on the subject. Um, I believe one of his other names was either Tinkle Popo. Oh, I have, I, have, Tinkle Popo. I have Twinkle Popo. Tinkle. I, it's Tinkle. It's Tinkle? I, yeah. Okay. You, even that's even unfortunate. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. You, you want, yeah, yeah. Uh, is there some hidden power that they took away that I don't know of? Like, it's best unspoken. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm pretty sure that, that, that well. Tinkle in Japanese means has... Uh, approximately the same meaning as twinkle yeah i swear yeah. is there another japanese game with the word tinkle in it where they mean twinkle like maybe an rpg or something i swear this is like maybe you think of tingle? there was there is a um, no. that's different and weird yeah. for another reason so there is an old like saturn rpg called linkle liver story oh that's right? what i'm thinking of that's yeah. what i thought you were thinking sorry of. yeah no problem different thing um <laughs> no one knows how kirby got his name sakurai says he doesn't remember mysteriously but, but it seems to be uh the vacuum cleaner right i mean no no oh you know Chris. not at all 
Wait, okay. do you guys not know this? Uh, on my recent, did you I, not find this? I tried to find it, I couldn't. So remember when Nintendo got into a, uh, a, a legal tiff with Universal about Donkey Kong versus King Kong? Ah. Uh. Um, so Nintendo's lawyer that won them that argument and got them the rights to use Donkey Kong, and in fact got the court to decide that Universal had infringed on Donkey Kong when it was like licensing other things, right? So Nintendo won that case. Their lawyer's name was John Kirby. Ah, I see. And that all got wrapped up in the late 80s, early 90s. Okay, actually, I read that in the article I was looking up, mm-hmm. but it said it wasn't confirmed, so I didn't want to. But, I mean, now that, you're, now that you mentioned right. like it seems very, very likely that that's well, the case. Well, I mean, again, nobody has ever said, yes, we definitely named it after this guy. Mm-hmm. But Nintendo, I mean, first of all, Nintendo was very, very happy with the work of Mr. Kirby at okay. that point. I mean, they, they gave him a yacht called the Donkey Kong. So do you think he was a, a fat pink guy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, he, may, he actually, he ate people. And he yelled his opponents. And he's currently in prison. Their powers. Very yeah. well, he ate other lawyers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. So no, no one has ever said yes, that is exactly why we did it, but it's a it's a little too it's a little too coincidental, and other people have you know been asked about this you know in Japan, and I've heard people say, oh yeah yeah yeah, of course, Mr. Kirby the lawyer, you know they all knew who he was because hmm. you know he was deposing Miyamoto, right. you know everybody mm-hmm. knew that name. So okay, that seems like a very likely story then, and and not not in a not in a sarcastic way. If I had to guess, it was that they probably generated a list of names, like here's all the different names that we could do, yeah, and maybe gravitated to that one, like oh yeah, like that guy, hmm. yeah, and also the overpriced vacuum cleaner series. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, it's still a possibility. The vacuum cleaner one is a more interesting story. Yeah, I could understand if if he was named Hoover, maybe, or Mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, like, I guess before we get into the games, like, how do we think of Kirby as a character? Because I kind of subscribe to... um, God, uh, the guy who did Understanding Comics, what's his name? Is it Scott? Scott McCloud. Yeah, like, his theory is basically the, the more abstract and simpler a character is, the more of yourself you can invest into it the yep. more like uh i guess i don't know that's the best way to put it and kirby's basically just a walking smiley face right. i mean there's, right. he really doesn't have that many features and i think there's real there's no real character to him it's like whatever we want him to be right in a way exactly. is that is that too philosophical or weird not or? at all yeah, i think yeah. that i, I think that mcleod's all oh, sorry i mean i not to monopolize too much but i, oh, no, I think no. you're on the right track i okay. think that mcleod's theories about abstraction and people being able to identify more with a character have been have been borne out i mean i think i don't think it's i don't think it's stretching to point to kirby as a good example of that or like charlie brown you know is a very very simple character that people kind of right can pour themselves into anybody else want to jump in how how, how do you feel about kirby as a person (laughs) Uh, i I looked on okay wikipedia it's like uh, kirby's personality it's like it's like a subsection it's like he's described as a cheerful boy in one game it's like okay i guess he is cheerful wikipedia you say uh yeah well (laughs) that's where the research starts and then the rabbit hole just goes deeper and deeper wikipedia is like 30 percent fanfic yeah well i read about his uh terrible divorce yeah the same article (laughs) didn't work out an alliance with sonic that one time yeah (laughs) i don't know um no, I think you're right about the that uh, transposing yourself onto the character, that sort of thing, because uh, he does take other people's powers. That's true. Other creatures' powers. There you go. How do you feel about Kirby Audrey? Yeah, I think he's more just an outlet for the gameplay itself. Yeah. You, know, you weren't supposed to really feel too much about him. I mean, and I guess he's, he's not the complex character that DDD is, obviously. Oh, yeah, that guy has all kinds of, like, <laughs> personal he's issues. Got and, uh, he's got yeah. layers. I understand him. I get him. <laughs> Kirby's an enigma. Exactly. So let's move on to the first Kirby game, and mm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna try to get through every game, and that may seem daunting <laughs> to some of you, but some of these games there's not a lot to talk about because one of the main issues of Kirby that I'd like us to discuss that is that um, the gameplay is fundamentally unchanged from maybe like 20 years ago. Even in the latest release, there are tweaks here and there, 
but it's not a game they could have made on. It's not a game they couldn't have made on the Game Boy still. If you, if you discount like some of the technical qualities of, or, and so on. So, Kirby's Dream Land, Game Boy, August 1992. Uh, to me and to a lot of people, this is a, the first platform that feels really designed for the Game Boy audience. Um, it's simple. You can finish it in one sitting. And it's a really easy game. I mean, Kirby had the power of flight built in, which was kind of uncommon to see in a, in a um, platforming character. I mean, Mario could fly, excuse me, but only briefly. Mm. And in Mario World, you had to have really precise control over him. In, in the Kirby games, you can fly float anywhere. There's no danger of falling to your death. You can do it sometimes, but there's a built-in safeguard against that. That was one of the most interesting things about that game that, you know, it's like, oh my god, he can fly at any mm-hmm. point, yeah. wherever he wants to. It's like, I'm like a god. Right. That was really advanced for back in the day. Mm-hmm. Right, and really cool. I think uh, flying in video games was still a big deal. I remember, mm-hmm. Chris, uh, on an earlier Retronauts, you were saying that was kind of the selling point in Mario 3. It's like, yeah. you can go up now. That mm-hmm. was a big deal, and we're only two years removed from that with uh, yeah. Kirby's uh, Dreamland. So, yep, I totally buy that argument. You know, when the Mario games set you up with like gravity is your worst enemy, right? You know, gravity pulls you down; it pulls yeah. you into enemies. You know, and the ability to, to to when you're playing Mario One, it's like, man, I wish that I could fly so I can just fly over this whole freaking stupid level and don't have to bother with any of this stuff. You know, and Mario Three giving you a little bit of that feeling or what yeah. that is like, and just sort of like playing on that and then Kirby going one step further I mean like you can fly anywhere it's really empowering yeah. and it's like he has ultimate like instant P-wing whenever mm-hmm. he wants yeah pretty much but then of course you realize that that doesn't really help you that much because the game is designed around that right, so right, right. exactly yeah, yeah. so uh, one of the notable things about this game is we usually associate Kirby with the main mechanic of the Kirby games which is copying abilities but I think Audrey pointed out earlier mm-hmm. maybe it was Chris that uh he didn't have that that mechanic in his games until a little bit later. So. She said that. Oh, Audrey did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, so in this game, uh, it's basically just like you suck things in, you spit them out. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't get more complicated than that. So I don't know. Like, how do you guys feel about that mechanic as a platforming, like in a platformer? Was that revolutionary? It sort of reminds me of the kind of um, throwing vegetables and enemies in Mario 2. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what maybe, maybe it's a little more accessible because I guess, um, hmm. I don't know. It just seems a lot easier in Kirby than it's it does in Mario It's interesting that you could sort of interact with the enemy rather yeah. than just not being able to touch them at all. You sort of sucked them up. And they expanded on the idea later in the series when you actually absorbed their powers. Right. But um, it's a cool precursor to the actually getting their powers thing. It's right. fun. Yeah. It changes the dynamic between you and the enemies that you encounter mm-hmm. because the enemy is your weapon. And then in later games, the enemy is your power-up. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. So instead of like being afraid of enemies and looking for power-ups, you know, you, you approach an enemy and you think how do I kill this guy? I know you think like, how do I kind of like take advantage of this guy? And then when you see one enemy you have to kill, it's like, you know, okay, well, I'm going to play so that I get, I suck up this one enemy and walk forward and shoot him at this other one. Mm-hmm. It, it, it does really change the way that you kind of perceive the whole world. Everything feels, rather than being sort of delineated into good and bad, you know, it feels more, I, I hesitate to say open world, but it feels a little bit more fuzzy. Yeah, I agree with and that. And I believe you can't, Fly when you have sucked up an enemy, correct? Um, I don't. I, I think you're right. Yeah, I, I think, think you uh, you're grounded once you've got something. Yeah, in exactly. Yeah. But that's so a whole your, other level. To there's it. your risk yeah. reward. You have you yeah. have your power up on mm-hmm. you, but you have to walk with it, or you can spit it out and go up into the air, but you're unprotected if something does attack you. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Ray, any thoughts on Dreamland? Um, well, you know what? When I first saw it in Nintendo Power, I was really turned off because you know hmm. I was like eight, and I was like, oh, this looks like some sort of baby game. Mm-hmm. It was totally like kitty and all that. Why would I ever want to play that? And you then didn't I want think... to play kitty games when you were eight. No, uh-huh. <laughs> no okay. Ray had played like, Google Thirteen at yeah. that point. <laughs> He's already smoking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was just like at the end of that issue. Then in the next issue, they did the whole blowout, and that was like they showed you all the flying and the 
sucking up enemies and stuff. So like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Hmm. So I ended up getting it when it came out, and uh, I enjoyed it despite beating it in one sitting. Like yeah, I mentioned before there were a few Game Boy uh, platformers that you could pretty much beat in one sitting. I mean, before the advent, I guess, of battery back saves on the Game Boy, which yeah, didn't yeah. happen until later. Like, I like Ducktales, uh, Super Mario Land. Oh yeah, Super Mario Land, Castlevania. Those can all be finished in one sitting, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, without mm-hmm. destroying your batteries. So, but I did appreciate you have to be those able to. victories. Yeah. Oh yeah, no yeah. saving, no continues or anything like right, that. Right. So, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Of course, Kirby, I mean, the difference between Mario Land and Castlevania and Kirby is that Kirby can be finished in one sitting and usually is finished in yeah, one sitting, yeah. right? <laughs> I guess you, it was, uh, yeah, yeah, I can buy that. It's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, and it, clearly it was aimed at younger kids yeah, who were Kirby going to find it challenging. have never been known for their difficulty. Right. Mm-hmm. It's right, not right. what they're about. Mm-hmm. This, this game also marked the tragic downfall of Lolo and Lala. Who uh, I guess stopped being working for the forces of good and just yeah. began working for King. Well, how do you say it? Is it DDD? I okay. say DDD. Some people say Day Day Day, but I don't like that. <laughs> and uh, I hate I hate the Lolo games because I'm really bad at those kind of puzzles. So I, I felt, felt great satisfaction in killing them with their own blocks. <laughs> wow! All right. Wow! Take that. That's hardcore. Spatial but, relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. they took a weird heel turn there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What happened to them? They've never yeah. been seen since. Only in Kirby games. That was a good wrestling joke. Yeah. You made me snort coffee up my nose. <laughs> good job. Let's move on to Kirby's next game. Uh, I should probably mention that we're going to talk about the main Kirby games first. And if there's time, uh-huh. if there's time, we'll get to the side games. And I wish there was time. So okay. we're going to try to make time for that. But Kirby's Adventure, probably the most notable game in yeah. the early Kirby series. Um, Possibly his best game, in my opinion. I would, I'd be inclined to agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the NES version came out on March 26, 1993, and they remade it for the GBA, and that came out on December 2nd, 2002. And um, for what it is, it's pro- pro- excuse me, probably the prettiest and most technically advanced NES game. Uh, Adventure took the simple mechanics of Dreamland and expanded them greatly. There are big stages, there are hidden exits, there are huge, weird bosses, wacky mini-games. And Adventure would kind of be the mold most Kirby games would follow from that point on. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, uh, I was talking with Jeremy about this, and it seems like most people discovered Adventure far after it came out. Uh, yeah. For mm. me, I had an SNES, and I still got it for my Nintendo, because uh, Nintendo Power was hyping it up, obviously. And this mechanic uh, was something you would not expect to see in a Kirby game, because uh, before this, I think there was only Kirby's Dreamland and Kirby's Pinball Land. There was no precedent set for, like, you know, he's going to be kind of like yeah. Mega Man now. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. that really interested me. I don't know. How did you guys feel about it? I thought it looked great. It's funny from a visual standpoint, because if you know anything about like actually creating graphics for NES games, you can only have so many sprites and right. panels on stage at, at one time. And, and the amount that, and, yeah, yeah, there are color limitations. So the amount that they put into that game, the amount of how colorful it looked and how many different things were on stage at a time was just mind-boggling for Nintendo games. Probably the most advanced one, like you said. Yeah, I remember I this, really impressed. this one level. It's sort of like the Battletoads level, but much better looking where you're uh, walking around the tower and as you walk around the tower, it rotates and the enemies yeah, like come exactly. around the tower mm. towards you and it's really technically interesting. And yeah, and it's like, like that might not seem impressive now, but that you hadn't seen anything oh, like yeah. that before on the NES. And there are huge bosses, like that one boss is basically like a digging machine mm-hmm. and you have to follow it before it kills you or something like that. Yeah, I don't know, it's, yeah. it's gigantic. And um, how about you, Chris? How would you feel about Kirby's Adventure? Um, so, I mean, you know, it came out in 1984, did you say? Uh, I have 93. 93, okay, yeah. so 93. Um, so basically... You know, this was the perfect time to start releasing kids' games on the NES, right? Mm. Because what happened with the NES by 1983, but it gets passed down to the to the younger siblings, right? As you get your Super Nintendo. So, I mean, that's at the end of a system's life cycle is when you start seeing games coming out that are for kids because they're the people who you know kind of have the the NES at that point. So, I mean, at the as a 
you know, the, the timing was correct. Interesting to see the game move very quickly from Game Boy to the NES as well. You know, hmm. not only make the jump, but make the jump first before they even released a, a sequel on the Game Boy, right? right? Like this this Famicom game to come out. And yeah, I got it back in the day, and I loved it. You know, oh, cool. I thought it was really great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it, you know, and, and you're absolutely right. Technically, it was great. The little song, the little musical intro that it started with... Oh um, right, how to draw the, Kirby. Right, right. The, how, yeah. the, how to draw Kirby, which you see a lot in um, in like Japanese cartoon shows. Oh really? For kids. Okay, that's where yeah, they came yeah, from. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Like huh. a little song that teaches you how to. They did that with Mario draw. and Zelda recently for the anniversaries. Oh, that's right. Oh, I didn't on, know that. Yeah, okay. did they do that yeah. on like uh, the Flipnote Studio mm-hmm. or something like that? Right. Oh, cool. Exactly. Right. Right. Nice. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So that was something that had that already kind of had a sort of you know cultural like predecessors in Japan, but was maybe new you know for U.S. audience. But it was very cool to turn on a game and. That was the intro, you yeah, know. You, you yeah. know that, that doesn't yeah. happen, you know, for for NES. Games. It definitely had a lot of weird, like little cool touches. One thing I wrote Absolutely. down that I definitely stands out in my mind was it wasn't an entire set of levels. I think it was just one level where it was basically one of the Game Boy stages, and it was in black and white. Like I believe even the status bar was in black and white. I could be wrong, but mm. it was the exact same layout, same music, and everything was in black and white. Even Kirby, yeah. I was totally amazed by that. I mean, yeah. it was like a nice little touch. It didn't even need to be in the game, but someone was like, "That's a funny idea. Let's throw it in." Yeah, no, so, it's just it's nice to see things, but from from designers who are so you know thoughtful and 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 do such interesting things with level design and uh, and and you know creative graphic design. Uh, uh, get to go to town on a system mm-hmm. like the Famicom yeah. towards the end of its life when it's when it's cheap to just put as, as much you know storage on a cartridge as you can this was really a four megabit doing. cartridge that's huge yeah. that is colossal probably not the biggest was there anything bigger than four for the NES I mean mm. almost almost surely uh, that they're, they're uh, I'm sure there's something that I'm forgetting I mean it, I mean, is Metal Slater Glory on the yeah. Famicom like some colossally huge cartridge uh, yeah I was thinking about that but that might just be mm-hmm. I believe chips. And yet that was Hal too, right? I mean right, that was yeah, you know, this is this 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 company, you know, Hal was was, you know, constantly at the at the forefront of pushing the technology. We saw it with Kirby's Adventure. Did they do Joy Mecha Fight as well, Ray? They didn't know. They didn't do that. But they did Metal Slater Glory and for the Famicom and they hmm. did this and they did a lot of other Famicom games that were just sort of constantly pushing the technical envelope and we only saw a little bit of that. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, when I was a kid I kind of judged games based on the amount of memory they took up. I guess <laughs> that was one of my judgment categories. Like Absolutely. four megabits. Well, that's what they advertise a lot yeah, of times. So yeah, right, some of right. right. Things, yep. yeah. I guess I shouldn't be ashamed of it, but yeah, that's something I wanted to mention. Um, so I guess one question that we'll come to later when we're done discussing it, but might as well bring it up now. Do you think the Kirby games have changed enough since Adventure? Because, I mean, if you play... Uh, the, I haven't played the recent Wii one, but it's basically Adventure, but prettier when with co-op, right? I mean, the fundamental ideas have not changed. I mean... The fundamental ideas in Mario are still there, but they've changed greatly to, you know, um, to move along with technology. With Kirby, there's never been like a 3D, um, you know, um, open world Kirby for all intents and purposes or whatever. It's always been 2D platformers, not far removed from the original adventure. They have either uh, stuck very closely to the original formula or gone way far off. I mean, I don't know Mm -hmm. if, I don't know where you count Canvas Curse in your list of, is that a mainline game or is that a spin-off It's a main game for me. Okay. Yeah. Or or what about Mass Mass Attack? Attack. Mass Attack, that's a main game That's for me, too. That's a main game too, for yeah. you. Okay. So, I mean, I think in those cases, they've done really great, really fun, innovative mm. things with Kirby. Yeah. And then occasionally, I think they just want to make a, a standard and That's Kirby a really game. fair yeah. way to do it, yeah. you know, is that you have, for people who just love the standard Kirby formula, which is, it's a great formula. You have some of those every few years, and then there's a bunch of really outlandish titles mm. that are really creative in between. Yeah. Mm. 
Well, we, we'll probably return to this question um, again once we're done talking because there are a lot of Kirby games, like I said. But uh, So my question for you guys is, what's your favorite Kirby form? Mine is either the grappler guy, the guy who does like backdrops and stuff, or uh, when he has the microphone power up, because each time you use it, <laughs> it's a different good. graphic. My favorite one is the rock and roll guy with the big mic stand, <laughs> and he looks like, um, I don't know, friggin' Mick Jagger or something. Well, I'm practical. I like the cutter. Ah. It's like that boomerangy sort of blade thing. Nice. Yeah. Chris? I don't know any of the regular ones, but I, so I have two answers. One right. is, and they share, that one is uh, in, a, in a ball in Canvas Curse, because that game is awesome. I agree. And we'll get to it, I'm guessing. Yes, yes. And the second is Captain Falcon. Ah, oh, from Smash That's Brothers. Right, absolutely. Yes, nice. it's fun to hear him scream uh, yeah. Captain Falcon. Falcon Burn! That was amazing. <laughs> and, uh, thank you. And, um, and, the, and there's a wonderful musical remix of Kirby singing the Falcon Punch song. Is it dubstep? On, uh, I don't believe so. No, it's not That's surprising. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was. Whoa, what is it? There's um, uh, there is a mashup of the the Kirby Overworld music and drop it like it's hot. Yeah. Oh wow. You've, that is. You've sold it. You don't I have to probably, say anything. Right on point. I'll probably embed this in the blog. Please post embed that. And also the Kirby Falcon Punch song, mm-hmm. okay. uh, which is not dubstep. It's just the. It's it's. Um, That's okay. Not everything has to be dubstep. It's the, it's, it's the Kirby song with Kirby just singing the entire thing with the Falcon Punch sound effects. That's nice. I should I should yeah. guess mention because we didn't with the first game. Uh, Kirby games have really good music. I mean, mm-hmm. they mostly follow the themes of the very first game, but I mean, the music is always really bouncy and catchy. I don't know. I don't know if it stands up to you guys, but it does to me. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> all what can we thing. say? It's wonderful. It's yeah, good yeah, music. absolutely memorable. I mean, it, it just has, it is, it's just yeah. that great, um, wonderful, like, chiptune era of, you know, songs that just lodge themselves in your head sort and of, don't leave. It's the same as the game itself, just sort of very upbeat, very, yeah, very yeah. positive. Mm-hmm. And very well. uh, I should mention the Game Boy Advance remake, Nightmare in Dreamland. It comes with new minigames, co op, the ability to play as Meta Knight. Which uh, I did play through. I don't really remember it that well, other than it was a pretty good adventure remake. So either Adventure or Nightmare in Dreamland, maybe the best, I guess, traditional Kirby games. Is that what you're saying, Audrey? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Probably okay. Adventure. Anyone maybe. would agree with that? Yeah. I mean, sure. Do you have not, to stray far I, from Adventure. I agree with with everything. Okay. <laughs> Chris that makes is non-confrontational. <laughs> nope. Switzerland. Came out May 1st, 1995, and introduces four of Kirby's friends who are... Okay, this is the least creative name for a, an animal friend. Yeah. Rick the Hamster. <laughs> Richard I, the Hamster. I love it. Rick Richard the Hamster. The hamster. Uh, well, hey, Sonic has Ray the Squirrel. That's true. So. Mm-hmm. That was not creative Richard either. Q Hamster. <laughs> MD. Q, excuse me, Koo the Owl, and Kine the Ocean Sunfish. Oh. And um, basically... Uh, I don't know if I was supposed to say Kine or Kine. Yeah, okay. We don't know if it's DDD or Dedede. Yeah, so, yeah. so we need a, li- a linguist in here. It's mm-hmm. DDD, folks. DDD. <laughs> See, now you're probably feeling pretty good about Rick, right? I mean, nice, simple name. Yes. 
I, I'm not going to insult Rick anymore. He's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, so anyways, Kirby uh, has animal friends in here and riding on them or within them, as is the yeah. case with uh, the sunfish. And whenever whenever Kirby's in the fish, he looks very uncomfortable. <laughs> Wouldn't uh, you be, honestly? That would be too, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But um, when you ride the animals with Kirby, uh, the powers change somewhat, which is a pretty yeah. interesting element, which would be expanded upon in later later Kirby games. Um, I think the, the cutest thing is that when you have an umbrella with uh, Rick, oh, and I know. you push up, they'll start to bounce Kirby on the umbrella. That, yeah, that is cute. Like, it's, like he's a beach ball. Yeah, I could do that forever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these animal friends didn't really stick around for very long. I guess they're only really in uh, Dreamland 3, which we'll talk about later, but... They did change up the, I guess, established mechanic of, you know, we have sucking and spitting out stuff. We have uh, changing forms. Now you can combine with the animals to change the forms even further. Now, have you guys played this? I mean, uh, I, I really didn't when it came out. I think by 1995, I was way into, like, JRPGs and mature games <laughs> for the time. Well, that was that, was that Play It Loud ad you're talking about. Oh, so of course. was that for Kirby 2 or Kirby 1? It was Kirby 2. Okay. Yeah. So you had to buy it because it was hardcore, right? Obviously. So you buy your Pearl Jam CD <laughs> yeah, and exactly. uh, at Sam Goody with your Kirby game. Uh, so yeah, anybody can anybody comment on this? I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of Kirby games that some of us haven't played because there are a lot of Kirby games. Me, haven't played it. Ray enjoys Rick the Hamster's antics. <laughs> yeah. Chris and Audrey. Anything? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a solid game. I okay. enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I I didn't play it, but I've been inspired by Peta to to point out that this game exploits animals. Hey, um, much like that, Mario 3D Land. <laughs> much like Mario 3D Land people do not ride your hamster. Those animals were complicit <laughs> in... Your in, hamster has rights, what and if, if you they try like to ride it. it... No, your hamster will explode. <laughs> it will be gross. Yeah, and don't go that swimming with it gross. either. Don't, I mean, at least climb inside a sunfish. Just yeah. don't do that. Don't, don't get inside fish. Fish have rights. But what if they ask you... Keep your laws... Yeah. <laughs> okay, off my fish's off, body. Off my fish's body. Thank, Thank God. You. What if they consent? <laughs> Let's move on before this gets creepier. Hamsters uh, cannot consent. <laughs> to, uh, this is going weird places. I know, that's why I'm trying to change the subject. <laughs> I am making a valid Sorry, political Bob. argument. Let's talk about Kirby Superstar for the SNES. Now we're talking about what the best Kirby game is. This could be it, although I like Adventure the best. Mm-hmm. But this came out for September 1996. 1996 for the SNES. A late SNES game would not be the last Kirby game for the SNES. Yeah, though. wasn't even the latest. Yeah. Mm. Uh, remake for the okay, DS. That, the, 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 the. Right? I don't, I don't think that's right, is it? Uh, what's what? that? Superstar 96? That is, uh, I did some thorough research. That's what Wikipedia said, Are you thinking 95? Are you thinking 95? I'm thinking like 94. Are you sure? I'm... Let's put Ray to the test. Somebody, jump on jump on the internet. Audrey? Oh, God, here Audrey, I go. I'll task you with that. We actually... This is like that shitty phone commercial from AT&T with the guy, <laughs> the, the guy at the diner trying to... <laughs> Anyways, uh... I may pa- start editing the Wikipedia pages before you research these shows. Oh, just make to sure I'm right? I, yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 I will do that. But anyways, uh, September possibly 96... Uh, and it came out for the DS. It, it came out for the DS, September twenty second, two thousand eight. Yeah. And uh, mm. it's a very, very late era SNES game, and it shows. Just like with Kirby's Adventure, it was clear that Hal had totally figured out the Super NES's architecture 96. and was exploiting it. Thank you. Yes. Bray. If you're just looking at the same thing he is, then we're not, not going to get anywhere. Uh, I'll All give right, you five bucks later, it. Audrey. I consulted Sakurai himself. You not have really. texted him? I did you not. Texted him? Okay. No, I didn't. Right. It's a lie. It's ninety six. It was Wikipedia. Wow, we are getting diverted. Uh, (laughs) Let's talk about what's in Kirby Superstar. There are eight games within the game, and it's not like Action 52. These are eight real games. So we have Spring Breeze. That's essentially a truncated remake of Kirby's Dream Land, for all intents and purposes. Uh, We have Dynablade, which is a brand new Kirby game. Uh, Nothing extremely notable, just another Kirby game. We have Gourmet Race, which is sort of like Sonic 2's Versus Stages, where you race King DDD 
and you pick up food along the way. Uh, Megaton Punch is basically like Mortal Kombat's Test Your Might, but with uh, more like a golf golf game style uh, power meter. Yeah. Uh, there's Samurai Kirby, which is basically a remake of the um, quick draw mini game from Kirby's Adventure, except you are equipped with swords instead of guns. Uh, the Great Cave Offensive, which is basically sort of like a slightly non-linear Kirby game where you're tasked with finding 60 different treasures and your your score is based on how many you find uh, before you finish the game. It's a bit of a Metroidvania. Really? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you go around and collect things and you can go out of sequence and stuff. Yes, I don't know. yes. You're, that's partially right. Yeah. Um, it has a great name, too. It, yeah, it does. I like the Great Cave Offensive. Yeah. Uh, Revenge of Meta Knight is an ultra-melodramatic adventure where Kirby fights his way onto Meta Knight's ship, the Halberd, and it ends with a Metroid-style escape sequence. And there is also Milky Way Wishes, uh, where Kirby plays the mediator, uh, trying to make peace between the sun and the moon, which are, you know, constant rivals. We've all been there. Yeah. And uh, there's no copy ability in this game, actually, and it's um, Kirby touches power-ups in order to gain them, and they sort of, like, sit in a kind of store like in Mega Man, where once you collect an ability, you can call it up at any point. Um, so yeah, and it ends with a shoot 'em up sequence of all things. So hmm. yeah, uh, it's a fantastic game that shows that Hal was really trying to play with you know the, the limited mechanics of the Kirby series in many different ways. How do we feel about this game? Well, I'm going to be the odd one out and say that I was slightly underwhelmed by it because hmm. I thought a lot of the games were too similar and kind of like not totally appealing to me. Like I don't really like Great Cave Offensive despite the name. So. What is it about Great Cave Offensive that you offends like? you? It's, it just wasn't uh, the idea wasn't executed that well. No, it's just that I'm not good at it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't like going around and trying to collect all the treasures. I mean, but you has, can beat it without doing that. But it's just like it then, has then, Earthbound then, then related feel, items in it. What do you do? I mean, <laughs> uh, that's why I like it. All right, come on, Bob. I'm sad, uh, Chris. <laughs> I never played it. <gasps> I know. I know. Shame. No, seriously, it's definitely in, it's in the lifetime pile of shame for me because okay. I know I've, yeah. I, every time it comes up, people are like, "Oh man, that was the best game, and it was so original, and it did all this stuff." And I was like, <laughs> eh, "I never played it." Is it on Virtual Console? It, is it? Um, I don't think it is. I don't think it is because of the yeah. DS remake. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. okay. I could be wrong though. I could be wrong. Can I have uh, your phone again? Uh-oh. Do you still have the Wikipedia page? Open? <laughs> this is going to be like constant challenges. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, if no, it's no. On... I mean, if we can provide provide information. Um, if we exactly. Yeah, Audrey, have you have you played uh, Kirby I'm on Superstar? the Wikipedia page. Yeah, I really liked it. I you thought it was it? really. Outside Did you play the yeah. uh, the it's remake? Cool. I played the original. Okay. A long time ago. Did anyone play the remake? I have. I didn't play the remake at all. Was it any good? Anyone play it? It's more or less the same. Yeah. It has a couple of extra mini games. And stuff. It has CGI mm-hmm. cutscenes. Whoa. <laughs> and uh, touch-based games. Who cares? I mean, and... I'll, 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 I'll give it this. I mean, Superstar is a really good two-player. Oh, okay. Good co-op stuff in it. So. Yeah. Nice. So I... do we have a confirmation on whatever we were trying to look up? I totally <laughs> it, forget what it even it, was. In fact, it came out in 2010 on the U.S. Virtual Console. Thank you. Yeah. It, do you have to pay extra for mm. like the the $1 <laughs> Nintendo tags? I don't. No, I don't think so. Okay. I think you just pay the standard Super Nintendo, like, freaking $8. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's good. Because I paid 9 for Chrono Trigger for some reason. That was the Square Enix tax. Oh, that's tax. a Square Enix tax. Yeah, yeah sorry that's about not that. Nintendo tax. Yeah. Nintendo, you're, you're off my shit list. Yeah.
Kirby's Dream Land 3. Yes, it came out in 1997, the end of 1997, November, right. when most of us were, I guess, playing, what, Final Fantasy VII, probably. Yeah, I guess. We, were, yeah. we certainly weren't playing anything on our N64s, <laughs> that's had, for goddamn We had sure. moved on from Kirby, and... Um, we realized I, that for the price of just two Nintendo 64 games, we could buy a PlayStation. Yes, yeah. and with much better and cheaper games, too. Mm-hmm. Well, this uh, is a lot you like, can't play Ocarina of Time on there, can you? Um, can you? You can't. You have a good point. <laughs> yeah, but that wouldn't that wouldn't be out for another year. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. True. So uh, we had to, we had to do something. You had yes. to do something in and the meantime. I respect that. Something had to be done. Do. Exactly. That was what it was. Uh, it should be mentioned at this point that Kirby usually closes out a console or portable's life cycle. You know, and it was the case with this one yeah. where. Um, <laughs> really weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's the I, case with the Wii. Yeah. Oh yeah, geez, I mean, that's true. And the DS. Um, and DS yeah. too. Yeah. We'll go. We'll go into all this stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, Animals from Dreamland 2 return, along with Choo Choo the Pink Blob, Pitch the Bird, and Nago the Cat. Kirby also has a sidekick named Gooey, who comes yes. out of his body. Yeah. I don't even know what this the hell. This is awesome. Gooey seems like a parasite, not a yeah. friend. Um, and I guess you can uh, summon him uh, by using one square of life, and he acts as a CPU helper who eats things for you, and I guess yeah. you can transform him into different things. You can gain some abilities? I don't recall that. Okay. Right. Yeah, he's basically just a little co-op drone. Uh I guess this uses a special chip uh, or something like that because it has a similar graphical style to Yoshi's Island, but it's not as drastic. Well, it looks like a child's drawing the entire game. It don't, I don't think it goes as far as it could have, really, but it looks pretty nice for a 16-bit game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't and think you need a chip for that, though. <laughs> I was reading it had a special like weird like pixel dithering chip that oh. like something like that or some You're sort of weird technology. You're making that up, aren't no, you? <laughs> Listen. It was probably for like rendering a menu icon or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, I read it had some weird, some weird sort of like high-res mode. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's possible. Okay. It sounds like an insult that an old man would use. <laughs> oh, the pixel dithering malarkey! Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to use that yeah. in my next rant. Yeah, please do. All the kids on my lawn. Uh, so, my question is for you guys. Did anyone discover this game when it was released? Obviously, we were we had moved on. I didn't discover I this done. game. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't until emulation broke, maybe like a year after this game came out, <laughs> when mm-hmm. I was like, there was a yeah. third Kirby's Dreamland? What are you talking about? And yeah. <laughs> That's basically how I found out about it. Yeah, I don't think Same I played that guys. until a little while Did after. Did not play that yeah. mother. Yeah. And I know that is on the virtual console, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I mean, it's a pretty good Kirby game. And it's just like the other uh, one with his animal friends that was Dreamland 2, where you uh, can get inside the animals, climb on them, and, um, you know, with their consent. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, their powers kind of change depending on what animal you have. And there's one animal where, I swear to God, you've probably seen the animated GIF on the internet, where it looks like it's humping Kirby. Which animal is that? Is that the cat or oh, the yeah. blob? I think it's I think it's Rick the hamster. Really? I don't know. Okay, because it's, it's like it's like coming down on Kirby like this in the oh, idle like, animation. Yeah, and it's yeah, really, yeah. Is it the cat? Yeah, the cat rolls along. And, okay, yeah. like mm-hmm. a ball of yarn. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that was not consensual, and they are currently trying to work that out in court. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> To Kirby 64, aka who cares? The Crystal Shards. Well, I, <laughs> I would say it's so much similar to Dreamland 3 that Dreamland 3 is kind of the who cares one. Really? Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about it. it. Came out June 26, 2000, and again Kirby appears as stem- as dying. He's there to get the <laughs> last rites. Uh, he's an ordained minister, by the way. And mm-hmm. the game features seven different abilities, which can be mixed with any other ability, which is a really great idea. I mean, I like that part of Kirby's uh, Kirby 64. Like, I don't think it's a bad game, but um, this is my my take on it. Like, no one knew what the hell to think of a 2.5D platformer in 2000. There was this weird, like, 2D, 3D battle happening with video game fans where it had to be one or the other. 
And yeah. it felt like, okay, now the whole entire world is going to move to 3D now. We can forget about these 2D games. So I think that's why it had a bad reception. But it's kind of an ugly game, too, for what it is. I mean, I don't think they could figure out how to make it look a certain way or in a presentable way on the N64 because it just looks kind of plain and sparse. I think a lot of people remember that game a lot better in retrospect. Really? Like maybe they were disappointed at first. But I've heard a lot of people talk very highly of that okay. game now. These um, days. I, I did actually play it, and my disappointment, I think, at the time, and this is thinking back 10 years, so like I said, I actually, re- you know, this was, this, this finally came out when I was like professionally reviewing games. Mm, and I mean, okay. I think what I was saying was, it's so slow. The game it is, is so yeah. slow that you like just walk very, very slow. It's like playing freaking limbo, but you walk <laughs> like so slowly to the end of this long ass level, and then. God forbid you die because you just you have to do it all over again. There's no challenge, you know. It's just walking, 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 and then like you know you accidentally die, and it's like no, go do it all over again. Hmm. And it just, I mean, it, it put me to sleep that game. It really did. Ray, have you played it? That's why it's called Dreamland. <laughs> um, wow, <laughs> zing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I played it uh, a little bit less, but <laughs> I, I can I can I can agree with Chris with that. Yeah, I will say that I the. Th- uh, oh, go ahead. I still think in terms of you know exposure and, and some technical stuff it is a little bit better than dreamland 3 just not so much more important or whatever like it, yeah it was it was I, I can't it was fun to play around with com- i like them both with combining abilities you're like <laughs> i wonder what this what happens when i mix this with this and uh that's yeah. why that's why i liked it so i guess not too notable yeah final thoughts before we move on not, 64 not the game's finest hour exactly not the series yeah. finest hour and its finest hour would not come in the next game, in my opinion, because we are moving on to Kirby and the Amazing Mirror. GBA. What? Yes, exactly. <laughs> game Boy Advance, July 2nd, 2004. The first Kirby game, to my knowledge, not developed completely by HAL. Uh, Dimps and Flagship helped make this. And the gimmick in this one is that it has co-op for one, and for two, it has uh, Metroid-style interlocking levels. Oh. Uh, it's really weird. Has anybody played this before I go on? Nope. I-, I played it briefly, Audrey. I played a little bit yeah, of it. Yeah, like no one remembers this game yeah. at all. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to stick on it for that long. Um, there are some really bad design decisions in the game, which I remember distinctly from the brief time I played it. And I actually pulled up Christian Nutt's review from 1UP, which I will quote, uh, the game has a penchant for kicking you back to the beginning when you complete a level, despite the fact that it would be more convenient to use a series of checkpoints and save rooms like Metroid and Castlevania do. So it's sort of like Metroid and Castlevania, but there's a hub zone. That doesn't really lo- like interlock the way that you would expect it to. You know, mm. like the castle, the castle in Castlevania sort of has a logical, you know, way that you progress. But in this mm. game, the things are just too disconnected for you to make any sense out of it, and you can get lost a lot. So mm. mm-hmm. that was the issue with um, Kirby and the Amazing Mirror. And my my follow up question was, did anyone play this? <laughs> and I, I take it none of us really did. I That's briefly right, touched yeah. it, and uh, yeah. So uh, hey, Chris. Guess what we're doing now? Is it, is it, is it Canvas Curse? Yes. yes! Kirby's Canvas Curse, or Kirby so Canvas good. Curse, rather. Uh, June 13, 2005. <laughs> In an era where every developer did not know what to do with the stylus, this was yeah. the first game that did it right. I mean, um, the example I have written down here is uh, the first DS Castlevania, where they're like, okay, you've beaten the boss, now take out your stylus and draw this thing that <laughs> yeah, you have to remember. Yeah, yeah. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Right. But this is the first game where they did it right. And uh, I can just explain the premise here. Kirby's only involved form Use the stylus to draw paths and slopes to give him momentum. You can also tap him to give him a boost. There are copy abilities like in the past games. And um, yeah, I mean, Chris, go on. You love the game, right? Oh, man. I mean, you know, it had been like six months or seven months since the Nintendo DS came out. And it was just everybody was desperate for some form of content that not only was original to that system, but that actually just justified the the, the touchscreen. You know, I mean, Mario 64 had these... 
you know, mini games that were built in that were okay and fun and interesting proof of concept. But it was like, where's the game? Where's the one really good video game that's right. going to just use the touchscreen, you know, as play control and to let me do things that, you know, I, I could not do with buttons. And so finally, 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 after like seven months, you know, Kirby comes out and it really just, I think, totally sets the tone for like, this is what you can do. And this was like, this was really for a lot of people with the 3DS or the, the DS, excuse me, the first, you know, fully touch based, you know, no, no buttons game that it, I mean, and now we play so many portable games using only a touch right, screen, right. you know, I, and this was like, this was number one. I have this, to ask this you, kicked uh, off this era. One, if I can interrupt, uh, Yoshi touch and go. Pre-Canvas yeah. Curse or post-Canvas Curse? Pre-Canvas Curse, that I, was I believe. Really right? bad, really bad game. Yeah. I hated that game. Yeah, yeah. They, they were trying, but, I mean, Canvas Curse just totally nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, the title of that one fits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, it's kind of touch and go in places. Right. Nice. Yeah, Canvas Curse, a uh, fantastic game, and uh, weirdly enough, no, no sequels or anything like that to it. I mean, no, it seems like I, you can go I, places with that idea. You yeah, know? I have no idea why they didn't do that. Um, I, you know, Nintendo, for all of the fact that they like to put out games, you know, that they that they that they that they they keep putting out games in the same franchises. You know, typically they don't do direct sequels too quickly. You know, when everybody wanted a direct sequel to New Super Mario Brothers, they were like, okay, but they did it on the Wii and it was four players, right, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. When people wanted a direct sequel to, I don't know, you know, they, they, they just basically don't do it. Uh, and so they, they took Kirby and they went some other interesting new direction with it. But they, I, I certainly I feel like they could do a new Canvas Curse on on 3ds at this point yeah i mean um, but, but you know what the problem with that is is that everything on the 3ds they want to, it to be displayed on the 3d screen yeah that's yeah. true but then you have to interact with the touch screen the bottom screen so you actually you actually can't do canvas curse on the 3ds mm. right because canvas curse requires you to be directly interacting with the display right and nintendo probably wouldn't really say non-3d game under Absolutely their name not. yeah no, exactly no, 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 no. <laughs> no they might figure out some way of doing it but they want you looking at the 3d screen not looking at the, the touch screen right right yeah so uh ray and audrey any canvas curse uh thoughts memories that game pissed me off a lot <laughs> <laughs> that was really hard at points actually you're know, right was, uh was my problem or? for a kirby game it was probably the most difficult kirby game yeah yeah mm-hmm. it played so differently Glad, glad it was there and all, but yeah, yeah, probably well, the closest thing since is Mass Attack, but that's not that's completely different still. Yeah, right, but yeah, right, I don't right. know why they haven't made a sequel to that. That would be great. But thank goodness that it was so difficult because if it was super easy, you know, people would just be still thinking at that point, oh, the touchscreen is just a gimmick. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I don't really need this whole thing. It's right. just again, just it's something for, you know, this 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 then emerging group of casual gamers. I just want to play games with buttons. But since it was so difficult and it really like drew you in to make you play it. You know, coming out of that game, I think that that game changed a lot of people's minds, especially journalists, especially tastemakers and opinion makers were writing about Nintendo. I think that game had a lot to do with people entering, being skeptical of the DS and coming out going, huh, Hmm. like this, this actually might be something for me. Like I might want to play games with a touchscreen. Do you think the uh, slightly off topic Mario 3D Land is the 3DS's version of this where it is because, okay, you think it absolutely is. It legitimizes 3D as a game mechanic. Hmm. How do you feel about that, Chris? Um, I, I agree. Um, I, I think that 
I've heard a lot of people say that they've been playing Mario 3D Land and they just leave the 3D on the whole time. And these are people who have, you know, previously kind of said, I just turn, turn the 3D off the mm -hmm. entire time. Um, so having designed Mario 3D Land to use 3D, um, they've done it in a very, in a subtle, non-invasive kind of way and hmm. built the game around it. And it makes you want to leave the 3D on more. Nice. So I would agree. Yeah. Awesome. Well... Let's move on to another. We're going to have another uh, amazing mirror moment here. Yeah. Who has played Kirby Squeak Squad? <laughs> yeah, Ray, I played Ray, that. Raise his hand. That's not a video game. It's a real video <laughs> game. You, you've made this up. I have proof. I own it, yes. It's in my house. Came out for the DS, December 4th, 2006. Another Kirby game not developed by HAL. Uh, this one came out, uh, excuse me, was developed by Flagship and Natsume. Of all people. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, new additions to this. Kirby can use his powers to affect the environment. And like in Kirby 64, you can mix powers, though it, it's much more limited than what was seen in 64, the amount of powers you can mix. Is yeah. that correct? It's just more bullshit, like Amazing Mirror, basically. Okay. Uh, I guess Ray summed it up uh, perfectly. It's more <laughs> more bullshit. More, more Kirby yeah. bullshit. I, mean, um, I guess there are scrolls you can use, and they charge up whatever ooh. form you're in. Which is, whoa, Ray has some hate. No, I'm just... Not 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 Kirby's Finest Hour it's either. It's not original. It's a uh, forgettable game. Chris doesn't believe it's real. I don't I don't know how Audrey thinks about it. After Audrey speaks for I still think I'm. <laughs> do you believe in it? Do you believe I, it exists? I believe it exists. Okay. I believe in Squeak Squad. That's the that's the nicest thing we can say about it. <laughs> okay. I guess I'm outvoted. Okay. Two to one. This must be a real game. I will produce it for you. We'll go into IGN's library and. Uh, it was the it was the, it came out at the wrong time because of course uh -huh. if it came out in December 2006. That was when everybody was playing the Wii. You're so right. We're yeah. Kind of weren't really caring about the DS exactly. that holiday season. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> It wouldn't be until another four years when Kirby's next game would come out, and that would be Kirby's Epic Yarn for the Wii, October 17th, 2010. Uh, in this game, Kirby can only copy or fly, but he can whip enemies, transform them into balls of yarn, and transform into different forms a la Yoshi and Yoshi's Island. So that's the premise of yeah. Epic Yarn. I have not played it, but uh, the great thing about this game is the visual style actually affects the gameplay because you're in these weird, like, crafty, fabric-y worlds and you kind of rip them apart or squinch them together in order to, you know, make progress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, so it's co-op, awesome. which is very important. Right, right. right. I mean, that's, that's, that's a lot of the appeal. Mm -hmm. uh, can anyone... Okay, the big scandal about this is the game was originally going to star Prince Fluff, mm -hmm. but the spotlight was shifted to Kirby for some mm -hmm. reason. Obviously, he's more marketable. It was the yeah. Dinosaur Planet Star Fox Adventures. It turned out a little better than again. that, though. Yeah. <laughs> Except not as creepy. <laughs> so, uh, I have not played Epic Yarn. Can you guys speak to its uh, charms? Um, I thought I mean, I mean, thought it was good. I thought the art style was lovely. Um, it was a little too easy for That's me, what I honestly. Because, yeah. like, I mean, Kirby games, they're not about difficulty, obviously, but the fact that you can't die I, I don't know i'm i really like challenge in a game mm -hmm. most of the time yeah i i so did some research and it said, didn't appeal to me i, I still liked it but okay yeah I, I read that there was no health or life can someone explain how that works yeah like you don't really die okay yeah you just you just don't Kirby can never yeah. die. yeah i mean it's you, more you about can't. collecting I it guess. is it's about yeah. it's about like doing really well you can always get to the end of the level okay you can kind of clear mm -hmm. all the platforming challenges yeah. and of course if you're playing with somebody who's having trouble you can help them out right yeah. but you you don't die it's it's about doing the level really well and collecting right. all the stuff finding and not all the getting secrets hit and like finding that. the secrets yeah. yeah yeah that's kind of, that's kind of what it is my mm -hmm. question about this to follow up uh does this was this an attempt to make the Kirby series easier, or was this like a forward-thinking sort of thing like in the Wario land games where there are no lives or health or whatever? Wario can't die. It's more about performance. You know, can you get here 
with these limitations. Is that sort of what I, Epic Yarn is about? I or? see it as part of Nintendo's general push to they they want every player of every skill level to be able to complete a game. Okay. Not necessarily get everything in it, but this be able to get from yeah, the beginning to the end. Yeah, this one took it a little too far in the other direction, though, because okay. it's yeah. like if you want challenge, there, there's nothing for you in got this it. game got it. if yeah. you're not mm -hmm. looking just to get the collectibles. Mm -hmm. It's still a great game, though. Yeah. Ray, Epic Yarn. Didn't play it. Didn't play it. Ever want to? I want to. I just sure, don't, you know, sure. it's like, haven't gotten around to it yet. Well, I think it's one of those things where, like, with the art style, it's, that's what really will push the series forward more than, like, super innovative gameplay, like, especially with the mainline platformers, I think. Mm -hmm. that, it's just one of those examples where, like, it's something else that sort of uh, makes it stand out. Okay. Mm -hmm. The yeah, style was incredibly creative. It was a great use of the Wii. I really enjoyed right, that. Right. For for a system that's not you know usually regarded for its graphics, mm -hmm. but it's like design always triumphs you know technic technical specs, I guess, or exactly. whatever you want to call it. Because weird weird comparison. I don't know if it's a fair comparison, but um, so I was I was playing through um, Skyward Sword, and I decided to say, hey, what's Wind Waker look like in comparison? Because I've been playing Wind Waker over the summer, emulated in HD, mm -hmm. and I was saying design ultimately triumphs over technology because. Wind Waker still looks a lot better. That game, those graphics are timeless. Yeah, so it's I mean, brilliant art style. It might be unfair because I was playing it in HD, mm -hmm. but I mean, it was like night and day for me. So that's what I think about when I think of Kirby's Epic Yarn, where the, the design itself kind of triumphed the technology. Exactly. Well, when you focus on the art style rather than graphical prowess, then it's always going to be more timeless. Because, yeah. I mean, graphics, they're just going to get better. Hardware is going to get better. It right. always will. But a timeless art style, it just never grows and old. That's not to say that Skyward Sword's art is bad. It's just no, it's a gorgeous. different approach. And I don't think they've gone realistic well, enough I mean, for it will age badly. Yeah, you can't make an HD game on a on a Wii. Yeah. It, literally, you can't. It doesn't support it. It won't happen. So, you can't force yeah. it. Yeah. But I guess we, that was way off topic. But uh, it, it did slightly address <laughs> Kirby's Epic Yarn, and I might edit this out entirely. Mass Attack <laughs> DS September nineteenth, twenty eleven. Hell yeah, this game is great. That game is amazing. I played the I played the first uh, the first like level at E three. I played okay. the entirety of the E three demo, and you know I'm you know meaning to meaning to go back yeah, and get the uh, rest of it. I loved that first level though. Yeah, it's amazing to me that they took because when you think about touch games, like there's only so much you can do on the touch screen. You know, swipe it, poke right. it. But um, they really made the limited amount of things that you were doing feel more varied than they actually were. No, that's it was great. really clever. I wrote that down because when I started playing it, uh, unlike Chris, I was like, if I'm only going to be able to do these few things with Kirby, how mm -hmm. is this going to be a full game? Right. Yeah. But they managed to be really inventive. Like they were. Every it doesn't stage. get repetitive like you would think it does. Yeah, and it's I should probably really say the clever. premise of this game is that. You can control up to 10 Kirbys at once. Mm 
so you, basically, Kirby's walking around, and then this big evil dude with magic splits him into ten lesser Kirby's. Because Kirby, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what must, does the guy have against Kirby? He's just minding his own business. He doesn't like pink puffballs. Okay. Yeah, you can see it in his evil eyes. <laughs> Damn it. So he splits Kirby into ten lesser Kirby's, and he's got to get them all together again. Right. Now I just spoiled the whole game for everyone. <laughs> hey, I'm so just, sorry. Just his epic roots. Uh, <laughs> now, now there's no reason for anyone to play. <laughs> <laughs> I play Kirby games for the story, guys. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you control up to ten Kirby's at once and it works really well you uh, tap the screen to get them to run places you flick them to get them to jump up the places you tap enemies they basically mm. dogpile on the yeah. enemies and are really Probably cute my like, favorite part about that game actually oh, is like that the you, mini Kirby riots that happen yeah you yeah. attack enemies that are just sitting there being all innocent and yeah. happy and you just start punching them with tin Kirby's it really it's throws like, Kirby in a negative light it's like a Kirby light. gang it's yeah. kind of hilarious well again it's just full circle because you know <laughs> he started his career like eating exactly human that's true the wow. violent violent Kirby little puffball is, right, right, is right. a monster <laughs> Yeah. Kirby version of the Warriors. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to add about this game is that each level has uh, coins hidden within it. And mm-hmm. sort of all the Kirby games after the first one have uh, additional objectives where, like, like, get these three treasure chests, get these keys, get these whatever. In this game, I think it's even better because these coins are cashed in for real, really interesting rewards. Like, there is a semi remake of Kirby's Pinball Land as a reward. They're little Ex- mini games you unlock, yes. yeah. I, I don't know. It feels, they don't feel like mini games to me. Okay, some are kind of crappy and small. Yes, yeah, so um, like the mole one. Yeah. I mean, that one was I didn't like not that bad. one. But no, that was not good. I mean, yeah. A, a uh, one whole pinball board with like three bosses mm-hmm. uh, is one of the rewards. There's also an the RPG. Surfing, the surfing one. Was I didn't good. get to that yet. Yeah, that one's but, good. Um, yeah, Jose was telling me there's a lot of really awesome mini games. Mm-hmm. To unlock, and it seems like that's what a collectible should be. It should actually have sort of some use in the game, you know. Instead of just if you got that. Yeah, it's like here's you know now 100, and you can feel better about yourself. Yeah. And sleep tonight. As so. long as they give me like a little extra star or change the color of the menu screen, that's it's all like, I need. That tells people yeah. I'm superior to them. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, Ray, have you played Mass Attack? Nope. Mm. I'm disappointed in you, Ray. Yeah. You should just go. Played, played all the early ones. Audrey and I recommend it wholeheartedly. Yes. It's probably. I know you and the rest of the world. I know. <laughs> I, I think it's my favorite Kirby game since. Oh, geez. I don't even want to know. I want to say I, Adventure, I would maybe. Agree or with that, or Canvas Curse, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised by how wonderful it was. Yeah. Way to go, Hal. And yeah. just like with other Kirby games, it's going to be the last one of the last DS games, obviously, the last DS Kirby game, and it's great. Yeah. And it's really inventive, too. So hey. it's funny. It's a little off topic, but it's funny to me that uh, the DS. I mean, the 3DS is out. It's it's time when the spotlight is over. Yeah. But there are still some really good DS games coming out. Yeah. There's Kirby. There's Layton. I don't I mean, want to give up my DS. Well, you know, still coming you've, out. you've uh, you've got games that have been in the works for a while, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a ton of these systems out there. It's kind of it's it's like it's a harvesting time. Basically, exactly. you've got this yeah. huge huge user base, so it's time to put out some games out there because you know you're going to sell them. Yeah, but it's yeah. good yeah. stuff. Even if you have a yep. 3DS, you should play these games. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. You can play them on there. Especially Mass yeah. Attack. Yes. Hell yeah, exactly. recommend You can play them on there. I wouldn't. I would, yeah, I would no. use my DSi or XL. my DSi XL. Oh, yeah, XL. XL. I want to see that just game. on an XL. Oh, man. I'm yeah. going to try that out soon. <laughs> so, our last Kirby game in the main series just came out recently. It's Kirby's Return to Dreamland for the Wii. Came out October 24th, 2001. It's a traditional Kirby game, though it does add co-op a la new Super Mario Bros. Wii. But the action all revolves around the main Kirby. Players all draw from the same pool of lives, in other words. So, like... Kirby's the guy in charge, and has anyone played co-op in this? Yeah, yeah. How do the other uh, players work? I haven't had a chance to play this. Like, I know you can play as other Kirby's, or is there only one Kirby? No, anyone can play as Kirby if okay. they want. Only Kirby's can do the suck up and get okay. the abilities. So, and what do the like other that. other players do? Um, basically, just follow you along and help you kill bad can guys you, and stuff. So but you can if, hit people. And, yeah, okay. player one always has to be Kirby, and if player one gets ahead, all the other people just sort of. 
<laughs> snap to them, okay. basically. They're so, like gooey from the... I mean, the honestly, it's a really fun game. Like, especially if you love old school Kirby, you want to run through it alone. Right. But um, the multiplayer is not very well balanced, I felt. That's what I heard, and I read that in Jeremy's review, too. It was, just yeah. Like, uh, I don't feel like they put enough time into it, which is too bad, because it's a really good game otherwise. But that hmm. part, which is sort of the focus of the game, just, they didn't... <laughs> They didn't get it quite right. That's too which bad. Is too bad. Because yeah, it will be the Wii's last Kirby game. Exactly. Yeah. They should have taken more pages from New Super Mario Bros. Wii. I agree. Book. And it seemed to come yeah. out of nowhere. Is it just me, or the, the the game just come out of nowhere? Kirby's uh, Return to Dreamland. It was actually originally a GameCube <laughs> game, I believe. That really? got like well, canceled was... and restarted, hmm. and uh, uh, went through a whole. Times. Exactly. Yeah. Now yeah. it finally released on the Wii. Yeah, right. they put out With screenshots of it in, in 2005 yeah, years, for the GameCube. Years ago. I'm like, oh, Kirby, and then it kind of went away. Well, and sort then... of, it, it would get pushed back in the release calendar, and then forgotten about, and then they right. bring it up again, and, and then, then it they, get forgotten about. And then it's like instead of that, they 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 brought out. Uh, Canvas Curse, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of people assumed, oh, well, they're finally making it, and wow, it sure has changed. But then they kind of came out and said, no, you know, no, no, that's, not that's a different was. game, yeah. and this game has still kind of been in development. They actually showed it in Iwata Asks feature uh, screenshots of many different versions it's of this game. It's gone through a lot of changes, yeah. actually. It has. Yeah. Yeah. Nintendo's vault, you know, where they keep all of the games that they like <laughs> and the finished Zelda and timeline. didn't release. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. It's got to be it's no, amazing. No ideas yeah. wasted. Like Star Fox 2 became Star Fox Command right, Mission right, basically right. and uh... And then but then like Star Fox 2 for the Super Nintendo leaks, right? So yeah. like it's actually yeah. out there. So I mean, imagine just like all of the imagine the content that's like just being held back at this company all of the like translated like games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hmm. Any other thoughts on this? It seems like I don't know. Not not the best Kirby game. I think uh, Epic Yarn kind of was a more thoughtful sort of Kirby Wii game. I want to play it, though. Yeah, it's still a great game if you just want to see traditional Kirby again. Yeah. But uh, don't look to it for amazing multiplayer, because hmm. it's not. Okay. I say the weird ones are the best ones. You know, I, I agree. Canvas Curse, Epic Yarn, Mass Attack. That's, well, it's such that's a creative series already in. that when they go way out on a limb, it usually turns out very well. Yeah, right, I like when they right, use Kirby right. as an excuse to just, like, mess around with exactly, ideas. Yeah. And he's, he's so, like, uh, I guess so much of a non-character you can do that. So maybe mm-hmm. that's one of his, his like, uh, bonuses or, right. like, one of his He can qualities. absorb any genre. Yes, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Which we have time to talk about the side Kirby games. Thank God. How do you guys feel about that? <laughs> Very good. Okay. Uh, because we are at one hour and 11 minutes. We can bring okay. this baby in at one hour and 30. Let's do it. We can do it. Chris just stared Let's at me. Bring like, this home. All right. Kirby's Pinball Land. Yes. March 4th, 1994. My first Kirby game, actually. I played oh, the living no, hell really? out of it. Wow. Yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, I love that game to death, which is why I was excited to see it a remake, sort of, on uh, Mass Attack. It's kind of like doing Metroid pinballs, like in a duh, that you have to use that guy for pinball. Oh, yeah, it's like he's already a ball. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Natural progression. Even even the Pokemon pinball games are probably the closest to it. You're right, also made by HAL, right? Right. Yes, exactly. Well, uh, HAL made Revenge of the Game, which was a wonderful early Game Boy pinball game. You guys are totally right. Yeah, I forgot they had the weird, like, pinball game lineage. I had no idea. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And they made Rollerball for the NES. Like, they just made really cool, I don't know, maybe you Wada just loved making video pinball yeah. games. Beats, beats me. But. I wish they would make a, like a 3DS uh, pinball game, even Pokemon pinball. I'm not a Pokemon fan, but hell, 
They made good pinball games. They should, yeah. and that would be something that would work on the 3DS. Yeah, definitely. Because then you'll then you'll want to keep it in the upper playfield, so it can all be in 3D. And if you yeah. drop down to the lower playfield and it's mm. in 2D, you yeah, feel bad. Be It'll happen. Yeah. I hope Mel is taking notes on this. But yeah, uh, how much better than Sonic Spinball is this game? I love Sonic so Spinball. Watch your mouth. Oh my god, I love that game. You know what I did not like about uh, Sonic Spinball? What? The fact that it was that awesome. That it was unplayable. You had to control him independently of the flippers, mm-hmm. and that ruined it for me. <laughs> No, it's uh, so great. Uh, I love that game. I'll have to talk to you later about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just played that worse. game the weekend before it. last, actually. Oh, you did? Okay. I did. I, I, have, I have much more ignorance on my side. But yeah, <laughs> I, I dumped a lot of time into Kirby's Pinball Land, and I'm actually looking forward to it. Is it, out on, uh, is it coming out on Virtual Console? I mean, the, the I believe, 3DS? No, no. I don't know. It had better I, come it out. Was, I bet no. you it does. Yeah, I think every yeah. other Kirby game is out on Wii Virtual Console, yeah. so I bet you it comes out sooner rather than later. And I will buy it, and I will play it, because it was great. My only issue with that game was, and, and, and that was a great pin, it was a good video pinball game, because, like, Revenge of the Gator was just a pinball table. And and sometimes if you went off into, the interesting idea, of course, was that, like, if you shot into a certain hole inside of the play field, you'd go to a totally other play area, you know, rather than, like, just having it be, like, a virtual pinball table, you hmm. know, it, it was a video gamey world. Okay, right? yeah, yeah, I never played this but one. But Kirby's Pinball Land had, like, bosses and and stuff you yeah. know i mean you you really like you you fought these bosses while while shooting kirby at them lots and lots of yeah. great great ideas yeah lots were, of mini you know, games like yeah there were three just, three tables each with three different levels yeah and you had to work your way up to them in order to get to the right boss. you really yeah. yeah exactly you weren't playing pinball you were playing something that was only possible on a video game system right the my only problem with it was i wish that they had just come up with some kind of rationale like maybe kirby on his way to the <laughs> pinball <laughs> table accidentally falls in a pool of black ink or something because uh, they had a white outlined Kirby. <laughs> yes. And playing this in the Brick Game Boy, you couldn't fucking hmm. see him. It was like, a little blurry, yeah. Like, couldn't he just have been a black Kirby? <laughs> Can't there be black Kirbys too? Yes. That's a yeah. whole other issue. Yeah, right I know, exactly, but you know. Uh, let's move on to Kirby's Avalanche. April 25th, 1995. Uh, basically Puyo Puyo. And yep, if you're not familiar with that, it's Dr. Robotnik's mean yep. bean machine. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah, odd <laughs> that Puyo Puyo yes. came to America via Nintendo and via Sega, and then mm-hmm. those individual companies each took a game series and applied it to Puyo Puyo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One significantly more marketable than the other. I don't know all the kids <laughs> yeah. who are sitting around going, man, I can't wait to buy a game about Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> and his mean bean machine. machine. <laughs> the, weird, the weird thing is, uh, I guess... At least guess, that was before he was Dr. Eggman. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. didn't retcon that. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, Kirby's Avalanche, I, I guess Mean Bean Machine had the premise in the title, they were mean beans. Presumably in a machine, machine yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kirby's machine, Avalanche. No, it was a machine that made them. Okay. Yeah, got it. I guess. Uh, Kirby's Avalanche, it was still just like nondescript blobs like in Puyo Puyo. You know yeah. the European name of it, though? What is it? Kirby's Ghost Trap. Kirby's Ghost Trap? Mm-hmm. Go- is there I'm sorry, a reason ghost, for that? Ghost rap? Ghost in rap. A, oh, okay. Kirby's ghost trick. Just thinking about rapping. Not unlike the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Ghost. Do you know yeah. the reason behind that, Ray? Or is it just like, they kind of look the like ghosts? <laughs> they nice. give things such weird names. Anyways, uh, there's not much to talk about. It's Poyo Poyo. Uh, there's some story bits, but I mean, it's Poyo Poyo. So, you know. So, yeah. Your mileage may <laughs> vary. annoying voices. Oh, yeah. Okay. Really good Kirby game. Kirby's Dream Course. Now, wait. Okay, hold on. I think before the confusion about 1994 stuff, I, th- I was thinking of this. Because oh. I confused this and Superstar for oh, some reason. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> You're right on this, Ray. Uh, SNES, February 1st, 95. Kirby's Dream yeah. Course. It is, it is a puzzled golf game. It's a really this neat also- twist on mini golf, and it smartly employs Kirby's copying abilities. Go, Ray. 
Well, this was also a game that was something else entirely before it was turned into a Kirby game. Right, Go right. on. It was called Special Tee Shot, and it was just, well, it was the That's same basic gameplay. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it was all like generic sort of, you know, balls right. and stuff like that. Then they added all the Kirby elements into it, and now it's, you know, a notable game. This is the Kirby game I've played the most. My yeah. brother and I played the crap out of this game back in the day. We loved it. It's great. Like, great music. It's still insanely playable, and I've, I have not seen these mechanics. Again, it's like Kirby comes up with really creative ideas and never returns to them again. Mm-hmm. I want to see yeah. Kirby's Dream Course 2. You almost got that. Because what? Kirby 64 originally, yes. so when they first introduced the Nintendo 64 at the Shoshinkai show in like 1995, yeah. right? Okay. They showed two games. They showed Mario 64 <laughs> and they showed Kirby Bowl 64. Kirby Bowl. Was I remember Japanese this. Same okay. Kirby Dream Course. Wow. So they were gonna do it, and then they they I don't know they pussied out. Now I want to explore the Nintendo Vault. <laughs> yes. Where is the Nintendo Vault? I think it's the Hal Vault because like oh yeah, yeah again, I mean this game was something aren't else they one in the same? Really? I mean, it's all the same now. I yeah. know, but I, I think mean, Hal rents space in the Nintendo like, Vault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah but you're right. right. Absolutely, we need another one. I think it again. It's on Virtual Console. It like is, if you yeah. haven't played it, go play it. It just it yeah. I reiterate. Yeah. I like all the weird Kirby games, and I uh, don't like or simply have not played all of the standard ones. <laughs> Audrey, have you played Dream Course? Yeah, yeah. It was you like it? I did. Okay, yeah. I I love this game, and now I want to buy it on Virtual Console. Damn. Yeah. That's the thing Sweet. about Virtual Console. They make you spend so much money on all these games. Yeah, I better be able to import to those play. into something because yeah. I've invested too much of my life. In I better Wii. be able to cart them over to the Wii U. That's yeah. Thing. Without like a uh, passport fee or something. Exactly. <laughs> Alrighty. Let's move on to Kirby's Block Ball, May 96, Game Boy. Kirby in a Breakout Game. Not bad, but um, I only discovered this through emulation too. I, I never seen it on store shelves. It's basically uh, Kirby Kirby <laughs> well, Breakout. That's basically it. Yeah, not complicated. Anyone play it? I did not play that. No, one. but I think that is coming out for a Virtual Console on 3DS. Nice. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. See, uh, that's what I said about this earlier. There's gonna be a few Kirby games that some of us haven't played just because yeah. there are a lot of them, mm-hmm. like Kirby Star Stacker, mm-hmm. Game Boy. Not oh wait, Game Boy Color wasn't out until what ninety eight. It was 99? Game Boy Color. Yeah, okay. ninety eight. I think. Yeah. Uh, this one came out in ninety seven. And it's kind of like Panel to Pawn or Pack Attack, sort of. I guess mm-hmm. it had its own twist on that idea. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't have much to add about that, except that there was an SNES remake called Kirby's Miracle Kids. Hmm. It sounds like a charity. Is yeah. there really? Yes, <laughs> well, the Japanese, it is. Well, the original Japanese name was Kita Kita Kids. So oh, okay. Then they just oh, did okay. it again for So I assume that none of us played that because, we, come on, come on, people. Uh, this next game is somewhat notable for being a bad idea. Kirby's Tilt and Tumble. What? Yes, what? Game Boy Color. Wait, why is it a bad idea? Oh, sorry, not bad idea, bad execution. Jeez. I like the idea. God, okay. Sorry, pardon Jeez. me, pardon why me. Was the, why was the execution God. bad? Uh, because you had to tilt the Game Boy Color. Okay, we need some pizza to air in here. Out. Come you on, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you anyways, to- oh, okay. You had to tilt the Game Boy Color, but of course, as soon as you started tilting the Game Boy Color, you couldn't see. Exactly. Got it. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Uh, it's like using Jarrah with the 3D I on. See. I see. And, and I would both. say, you know, you should pop it in a Game Boy Advance SP because, of course, the great, you know, the one with the backlit screen. Mm-hmm. But of course, you can't yeah, play it in a Game Boy yeah. Advance SP because the right. cartridge is upside down in a Game Boy Advance SP. And there's no option for that, like in Mario where Twisted. No. Because they did not foresee it. Well, in Mario where yeah, exactly, they didn't foresee it. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. it seems like this, uh, from playing Skyward Sword with the Wii Motion Plus, was my first experience with the Wii Motion Plus, it seems like this sort of game could easily be done today. Yeah, funny you should mention that. Another Kirby game that was happening but got canceled was when Nintendo was pushing connectivity, with the, which is where you would plug your Game Boy Advance into oh, a GameCube. I did all that stuff. And they showed, <laughs> yeah, well, they showed a lot of stuff that never came out at E3, again, uh. stuff that's in the vault, and one of them was Kirby's Tilt and Tumble, where you rolled Kirby around on your TV screen 
screen. That, and when oh. he fell off, he <laughs> fell off your TV screen onto the Game Boy you were holding, and then you had to get him back from the Game Boy. I'm in love with that idea. I'm so sad that it's not. We changed it. They changed it into a. They should. That's an ex. That's an excellent idea. Wii U, Kirby, Tilt and Tumble. Uh, but they didn't well, do it on the Wii, so yeah. I don't know. Well, you know, next best thing on Wii would be the Coral Rimpa games. Oh, You're yeah. right. Yeah. Yep, so, yep. That's, uh, and I was thinking, was there a Monkey Ball game that actually used the Wii Tilt function? Never <laughs> mention that series again. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Hate? <laughs> what, what's uh, the Monkey Ball? It's just I mean, sidebar it's Monkey a worse Ball. time than Kirby, let's say that. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, it's something that it came out and it was brilliant and and hilarious and fun and then they never did anything new with it ever <laughs> that like is they just make true. the game over and over and over again right yeah hmm. interesting we are almost at the end of the line folks <laughs> and heading up the caboose is kirby's air ride for the oh, yeah. gamecube uh, that's a fitting huh. caboose game yes <laughs> so funnily um, enough uh kirby bowl 64 uh they canceled that and then they said okay we're not making kirby bowl 64 we're yeah. making kirby's air ride and yes. they showed screens of that for the nintendo 64 mm-hmm. and then canceled that right and Rocky, then brought that back yes rocky development history yeah and thoroughly <laughs> underwhelming as a game Amazingly enough, though, it sold over a million copies worldwide. I guess it was <laughs> a Kirby sure. game. We all played it, I didn't mean, we? Didn't uh, we? Yeah, yeah. Come on. I didn't. I swear to God. Uh, I, didn't. I don't believe you. I didn't play it. <laughs> the racing game where you don't need to accelerate. Interesting, interesting uh, uh, conceit to start with, and definitely a really nice, like, kind of ground up, like, rethinking all, all your assumptions, you know, throw everything out the window right. and, and start again. But in the end, I, I did play it, and I was just like, nah, I don't really want to play it. I guess this I game. am kind of harsh. I, they did mean well, you know, mm-hmm. hearing what you guys are talking about i just uh, like the internet reaction to the game which is not something you should always rely on was like there's the win button or whatever you know yeah you, you press the win button to play or it's whatever it's not quite like we, that. Yeah, yeah there is no, no there's no win button because you don't even press any button yeah <laughs> so any other thoughts on kirby's air ride i think it you know if you're in the right mindset it can kind of capture you and you can waste a few hours on it more mm. than you thought i would think that yeah, is true. That much is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Strange, strange feature. Uh, this was the first GameCube game to support land play. Okay. <laughs> so Moving clearly, they, clearly they were. Uh, well, you know, you I mean Iwata and Hal have always been, you know, sort of technologically uh, forward-thinking right. kind of people, right? So I can see them doing that. And of course, it was a uh, um, a uh, a predecessor or a test run for Mario Kart, mm, almost surely. That makes right? sense. Which supported land play very shortly after that game came out. Before we wrap up here, uh, you mentioned Iwata a lot. I know that he was mm-hmm. a... Was he a HAL employee? He was the, Yeah, he started at HAL. Okay. He was the head of, of HAL eventually. I don't know um, if, okay. And they brought him over to Nintendo from HAL. Right. Yeah, which is, you know, why he's sort of very personally connected to the Kirby series. Hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah I just... I wasn't really sure if his, his relationship was outside of, you know, he was a HAL employee once. He was... He and, started uh, as a... I want to say programmer at HAL. Ah, right, that yeah. was his That was his entry point into Nintendo. I know. He worked on Earthbound. <laughs> that makes him awesome. He did work on Earthbound, yeah. Yes, <laughs> as a programmer. Anyways, uh, wrapping up here, thanks a lot for being with me, guys. Uh, final question. Where should Kirby go from here, the Kirby series? He's been all sorts of places, and no sports games, really, but um, where do you want a Kirby to go from here, right? Pass. Pass? <laughs> Come back right. to me. Come back, Come back to Ray. Well, Chris. clearly I don't, I, you know, I'm not really interested in the standard Kirby platformers. Right. Uh, now, of, of course, 
the reason why Nintendo keeps making Kirby games is because they have, I mean, he's really like almost their, their kind of third pillar, you know, like, you know, Mario and, and Zelda and Kirby. Like, Kirby is really, really marketable, and they sell the shit out of Kirby games, and they make them, so they're incentivized to make as many as they possibly can and have multiple teams working on them, and so they're never going to stop making, right. you know, these, these ones that never, but they're never going to, in the foreseeable future, going to stop making platform games, but that's not my, that's just not my thing. Like, when I play one of those, I'm not too into it, and so I would like to see more, and I'd like to see them revisit things like Canvas Curse, and I'd love to see them revisit things like Kirby's Dream Course, because mm -hmm. I think that, that those two are great ideas that they should they should come back to again. Okay. Audrey? Uh, you know, I'd like Kirby to just keep on keeping on what he's doing. I like the idea of getting traditional games every now and then with uh, some new creative ones in between. Okay. Really cool. Cool. But make another Mass Attack. I loved that. I, I'm totally for that. <laughs> for me, I could totally go the rest of my life without playing another version of Kirby's Adventure. And I think the fact that no one cares or remembers uh, The Amazing Mirror or Squeak Squad shows that those games really don't have, mm -hmm. I don't know, the same appeal as sort of the more experimental ones. So, you know, keep Kirby as a character, keep his fundamental abilities, but throw him in new ideas like Mass Attack, uh, Dream Course, stuff like that. That's Dream Course I'm... on 3DS. Yes, right. let's That's make it happen, wonderful. people. Yep. Um, I'd like to see a Kirby version of Osmos or Orbital. You know that game where you just have the big, it's in space, and you have the orbiting planets. So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That, nice. Kyle, yeah. yeah. these are all great ideas you should use. So... Wrapping up, uh, contact info, please follow us on Twitter at Retronauts, and also subscribe to our blog. Once again, there is no easy uh, URL to type in, just Google search Retronauts blog, add it to your RSS feed or bookmark it, because with every episode, I write a post that contains what music we used, uh, show notes, uh, videos that we talked about, stuff like that. So it's very useful, and we also have posts that are not related to the show. Uh, we have very talented writers, and they write some great stuff, so please check it out. And again, I saw a bunch of new reviews for the show on the iTunes Music Store. Thanks a lot. Please keep them coming. If you have time, please rate or review the show. It really helps a lot, and I really appreciate it. And let's all say goodbye. Who's got plugs? Anybody want to plug anything? Yeah. Or please share your Twitter handle if you'd like people oh, to follow you. right. RDB underscore AAA. What are you doing now, Ray? Anything you want to plug? Not really. Okay, Chris? <laughs> um, you can read my ramblings and listen to our more general interest video game podcast at okay. wired.com slash game life. And I also wanted to plug um, on the board of a uh, char uh, charity organization that collects, uh, we have a rock band event in San Francisco uh, every year for, uh, for for child's play. It's called Umloud, U-M-L-O-U-P.org. Okay. Uh, and go check that out. It's on December 8th this year, so if you're in the Bay Area, you should come by. We're going to have a lot of fun and raise a bunch of money for Child's Play. Sounds great. Awesome, Chris. Audrey? Yeah, well, if everyone else is plugging, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, check out that Scarred uh, Graphics piece I was talking about at wii.ign.com or my Mario 3D Land review at ds.ign.com. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, sorry, I'm still plugging. You can follow me on Twitter, Game on Aminka, and I'm on Aminka at people.ign.com. Okay, okay, done. Go. As for me, you're already <laughs> listening to Retronauts, so way to go. But you should also check out One Up's featured section, and like I said, check out Retronauts' blog. Uh, so that's it, guys. Have a good night, and I'll see you all later. Some more board see games.
friends are there to rearrange someone's face when they're acting like a clown. Friends are a hamster, a fish, and an owl in Kirby's Dreamland 2. If you ain't fighting on their side, well, man, I'd pity you. Kirby's back in the family one brought three rowdy friends. It's a pumped up, powered up Kirby in Kirby's Dreamland 2. New for Game Boy and Super Game Boy. Will you be my friend?